Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. of a villain. Sometimes this character is an obviously evil person, sometimes they're a bit more subtle in how evil they actually are. But as we continue our journey through Revelation, we've already met Satan, the great red dragon, who is the main villain of the story, but we're about to meet some new evil characters as well. In Revelation chapter 13 verses 1 through 4, scripture says, The dragon stood on the shore of the sea, and I saw a beast coming out of the sea. It had ten horns and seven heads with ten crowns on its horns, and on each head a blasphemous name. The beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. One of the heads of the beast seemed to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was filled with wonder and followed the beast. People worshipped the dragon because he'd given authority to the beast, and they also worshipped the beast and asked, Who is like the beast? Who can wage war against it? The beast from the sea is the figure in Revelation who many people would call the Antichrist. Where Jesus was the personification of all that is of God, the Antichrist would be the personification of all that is of Satan. This would be the most evil person that the world had ever known and would be a sign that the end of days is truly near. But interestingly, the phrase Antichrist actually never appears once in the book of Revelation. It never appears anywhere as it relates to end-time events. In fact, it only appears in one section of scripture, 1st and 2nd John, where John uses the term Antichrist to speak of just anybody who is against Jesus and against the gospel, anyone who is anti-Christ. There are many Antichrists at work in the world, John writes, so the idea of one figure called the Antichrist is not something that scripture supports. That being said, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 does make mention of a man of lawlessness who will rise up in the last days, apparently a particularly evil man who will emerge just before Christ returns. Because of that figure mentioned, some have led to the conclusion that this beast is that man. This beast is the man of lawlessness, whether we call him the Antichrist or not. Other views are that the beast represents the Roman Empire at the time of Revelation's writing. A large and evil power filled with the power of Satan that persecuted the church and that no other empire in the world could stand against. The beast also might represent Nero, the Roman emperor who had died previous to the letter's writing, but who had viciously persecuted Christians. There was a rumor that Nero would rise from the dead and rule again, which John may have been communicating when he spoke of the head of the beast rising again from a fatal wound. The beast also might be just a demonic power, it might not be anything literal at all, but a demonic power unleashed at the end of time, although the literal nature of this beast and its interaction with humanity probably would limit that view. The imagery of the beast sounds an awful lot like Daniel chapter 7, where Daniel saw animals coming out of the sea, each animal representing a different kingdom, a different empire, including one that had a horn that exalted itself and oppressed the saints, not unlike what this beast in Revelation is going to do. Putting all of this together, it would seem reasonable to imagine that the beast very well could be meant to represent Rome, 
with the Roman Emperor being viewed as a likely candidate for the man of lawlessness who must arise before Jesus' return. However we interpret this beast, what's clear that it is being empowered by Satan and will do evil things in the last days until Christ comes to finish it off. But that is the end of the story. Any influence this beast has, awful as it may be, is only temporary, and Jesus will return to deal with it before the end comes. Today, take some time to personally reflect on the beast. What's your own take on who this is or what this beast represents? As important as it is for us to learn from others when it comes to a book like Revelation, we also need to start to come to our own conclusions, our own thoughts about what this book means. So take some time today to meditate, to research, to pray about who this beast is, and to think about what it means for you in your own Christian walk.